And welcome to the Unrationed Podcast. My name is Tony Albrecht. I am here with my good friends, Evan Chastine and Josh Aranda. And today we have a special episode where it's not just the three of us, as it usually is. Uh, we have three other gentlemen who are joining us uh, from our Ring the Springs Unrationed event, where we, each of the six of us, ran the hardest race of our lives uh, last weekend. We were, we're recording this on Sunday, June 25th, which happens to be my seventh anniversary. Um, and so we have, uh, thank you. Thank you. So we have uh, Kyle, Pat, and Mike here as well. And podcasts with six voices, they could tend to be challenging. So we're going to do our best to keep things moving and at least have it be somewhat clear about who's talking when. But gentlemen, thank you all for being here. Let's start with, this is the first time we're talking since, or kind of all together since leaving Colorado on Monday. So let's say, how are you feeling uh, physically and let's say mentally a week out from the races? And we'll use this by way of, of, uh, sort of check in and, and then we'll dive deeper but josh since you did the 100 miles what's up with you yeah so um surprisingly like my body felt really good on monday and tuesday the only thing that was bothering me was my feet those were pretty pretty mangled pretty gnarly um and today I got out for my first run i ran on the treadmill barefoot for a while cuz shoes don't sound appealing to me uh currently um but anyways i i was like excited i was energized because i had like no pain in my joints my legs didn't feel sluggish i got out for like a few walks and everything so um yeah mentally still just like i was telling the guys earlier on i was watching like uh moab 240 like the intro video and everything and like i still feel like i can call the waterworks like on demand i started getting like teary-eyed and everything so mentally i'm still feeling like a, a great sense of gratitude um to the whole event and to you guys and the pit crew and um physically i'm very happy with where i'm at excellent uh mike having done your first 100k there how are you feeling um, I was I was surprised. I, <clears throat> I felt really good on Sunday, and then typically, as normal for me, the second day afterwards, Monday was pretty sluggish. It didn't help that we had to, you know, sit on that plane and and do the trip back. Um, and then Tuesday, I went out for my first run, and my legs felt like lead. <clears throat> and um, I was afraid I was in for a long recovery, like I was after I did my 50 miler, which was my longest before this one. Um, and then it just sort of started to come back really fast from a physical perspective. Um, and you know, as you guys know, I shared with you, um, on Saturday, I ran a kind of a 10 K race, which I don't normally run shorter races, but it fit the slot for the distance I was supposed to do. And I don't know, I was 
telling Evan before you already got on, I, I was probably a little bit of the adrenaline, but I just kind of, I just got out and just hammered. It was, uh, you know, just an uphill and then a downhill, like an out in the back, like three miles up out and three miles down back and had a really good fun time and uh, got one of my best times, had my, it was just one of my best races in a short distance in a long time. So recovery feeling really good, just trying to continue to eat well and, and, and keep my mind in the right place. And so from a mental aspect, um, I, I'm still an immense amount of gratitude and, and not so much the waterworks, like sort of like Josh talked about, but just overly grateful for the, the bond that we created, spending those days together, supporting each other, helping each other out. Um, and as you guys know me early on in my entrepreneurial journey, I have just been like just so much mental focus and energy that just is not dissipated yet that has me remembering that I just did the longest race of my life. And that tells me I can do anything that I put my mind to. And so mentally, I just feel a lot of focus, a lot of clarity, a lot of discipline and a lot of determination. And so feeling pretty good. That's excellent. And that's badass what you did on that or on that 10 K yesterday, Mike, that's killer. Um, Thank you. So as your fellow 100 K racer, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good physically. I've, I've say, let you guys know, got out for a seven mile hike with my wife yesterday, but, but she actually wanted to do a little bit of running out there. So we, we moved a little bit through the woods, which that was a lot of fun um, and felt pretty good out there. As you know, I lost one of my big toenails today. I expect to lose the other one this week. Um, it's always weird when it happens, but other than that, body's feeling pretty good. Um, one interesting thing on the mental front, well, I'm having the same thing where it's like, all right, what next? Um, there wasn't even that moment on this one where I was like, I'm never doing that again. It was like having executed on the plan on the 100K and had it be like my best race I've ever run, the 100K, I was not ready for 110K. So those bonus miles killed me. But um. But it was just like, okay, that this is awesome. And I was thinking about just real quick, the visualization that I had in mind that I think we talked about maybe like six weeks ago. And in my mind, I was visualizing mile 50 and how painful and how dark that was going to be for me. And I didn't realize it till after the fact, but I, the only photo I really took from the entire race was at pretty much mile 50. And it was basically at the moment where for some reason I felt like taking the photo, I put it away and then I just put up like my nine best miles of the day. Like after putting my phone away at, at from like mile 49 to mile 58, it was unreal. So just I've been appreciating that aspect of, of the experience and yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool to like that the map gets bigger, right? Like there's, there's more for us to explore. So, uh, Kyle, your first 50 K, um, how are you doing? Physically I'm feeling great. Um, I've gone out for a couple of miles. I've got about 10 miles of running in this week. Um, yesterday I had, went out for about six and a uh, little knee pain still, which is a little 
unusual. So I'm chalking it up to like just still recovering. Um, but my body feels feels good and feels hungry. Like I want to keep going. Um, I'm back here in the heat. And so um, oddly enough, it feels like home, like at home running in the heat. So trying to enjoy that. Um, and then I think mentally where I'm at is uh, I think I left feeling a little, you know, I think this race took me by surprise and um, I, I, uh, I am still processing a lot of that. If you asked me on Sunday night or Monday, Hey, what's next? I, I just, I don't think I would have answered the question. I would have just like walked away. Um, now, I think I need to redeem myself a little bit. Like I'm pretty hungry to, to, uh, you know, rewrite my story on a 50 K. Um, and so I've already looking around at what kind of race can I get into in the next couple of months here close by and just, I need, I need to do over, you know, for myself. Um, so I'm excited for that, I think. Um, and then I've got my eye set on like a bigger, like a 50 miler, I think in big bend in January. So that's kind of my next like big, big thing that I want to take on. So, um, so yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a little bit of like working through some unwanted emotions around the performance and then accepting that and then just learning. Um, I'm humbled and I'm trying to learn from it and prepare for what's next. We're going to dig into those learnings a little bit more. And, yeah. uh, you had the look in your eye that I've had on just about every race I've ever run. So I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evan, how about you? Your first 50K, how are you feeling a week out? I'm feeling good. I didn't realize it was a week out today until my mother-in-law was like, all right. So like last week, you were like 20 miles in at this point. And it feels like so much longer than a week ago to me. Um, I think a couple things factor into that. But physically, one is I'm not near as sore as I expected to be. Uh, just the days after my wife and I went on a little trip with our son, and there was lots of walking involved. And I, thanks to Mike and his recommendation on these sandals that I got, these recovery sandals, I think I, I owe... Uh, my recovery too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, physically I feel up for a long run. Um, and, and the recovery process was not near what I thought it would be focus, uh, mentally. I am not back into a groove of getting, getting back home at this point. I'm like figuring out what life on this side of, of that thing looks like. Part of that is having a vacation on the back end of it, getting home and not really getting my feet under me. So I'm, I'm yet to have my feet under me and I'm viewing this like stretch of work ahead of me as a 50K. Like the context of the race has been really helpful to move slow, take it one step at a time, stay hydrated and like stick with a plan. And so um, I'm... I'm curious as to how that's going to play out and just like get me back into a groove with work because I don't feel there at the moment uh I'm also looking forward to getting getting back out there uh on another long race so 
Yeah. Right on. And Lohi the gladiator. Um, that <laughs> coming off your, your first 25K. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Physically, um, my legs were, were a good kind of sore. Um, maybe Monday, Tuesday. Uh, not a bad joint sort of sore, so, which, I, which I was anticipating and dreading. So really happy that that's not the case. Um, I guess I think you guys have turned me into a runner after all, despite my, uh, my best efforts. <laughs> uh, and I'm, uh, I'm chomping at the bit to get out there for a long run. So there's forest fires <clears throat> in the province where I'm in and the air quality is, is just very poor slash dangerous. So I haven't been able to go out for a run and, and for the first time in a very long time, I am disappointed. I am just, I'm, I'm yearning to get out there um, and to see what I can do and improve on what I can do and, and uh, have long runs become the baseline so that I'm, I'm entering into a, a decision point in the next couple of weeks here and saying, okay, what, what's next? Is it to attack another 25 and do it better, better strategy, better execution, uh, better cadence, or is it to, you know, turn the page on that already without getting too confident or cocky and saying, okay, well, what's the next distance? Uh, what's the next push and the next stretch? So I want to get out there and make that decision pretty quick. Uh, mentally, just full of gratitude. Um, I'm hovering between Josh and Mike where the waterworks aren't too far away when I'm watching those motivational videos about camaraderie and brotherhood. Like that's, that gets me. Um, and then there's the, the boss up gladiator style of mentality, which is, we did this. Um, what's next let's go in all facets of life and life on the other side of this uh, at home has um i've tried to you know apply the good lessons um the good values that we all talked about last week how to be with one another for for uh oneself for those around us kindness patience um understanding and so really trying to put that into practice I feel I on that. Glad to hear that we're all looking for the next runs. That's exciting. Um, I was interested to hear, we'll kind of open this up and I'll, I'll ask, we'll just try to make it clear who's talking when they're talking. But um, it, what's stuck with you or what at this point, like, what do you find yourself thinking about from, from the experience? What lessons, if any, do you find particularly poignant uh, either on the positive or the, uh, the painful lesson sign? Um, what have you been thinking about? Maybe a way to boil it down would be like what was most essential about about that race experience for you? 
I can jump in. Um, I I have shared this many times that like these races are where I go to fight my demons. And um, I was expecting to face a lot of them because I was pretty I was pretty nervous about this race. This is the first race where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and you guys were a huge help for me, like processing that. But um, I didn't fight any demons while I was out there, which I found like I got I had one point at mile like 70 where we were getting lost a few different times at three o'clock in the morning. It was I my alarm for the day before I have it on repeat. It went off and I'm like, holy shit, I should be in bed right now. I've been going for 24 hours or up 24 hours. Um, you know, but I didn't, I didn't face him. And I, I do owe a lot to the mental preparation that I did with you all. And then on my own. Um, and I was like talking to my wife and uh, my dad about it, um, a couple days ago and they were just asking me questions. And I was like, I feel like this week I, I was able to look at life through the lens of like, what are my little hills? Meaning when you're doing an ultra, you walk sometimes on the smallest degree of incline, but it gets a little bit hard because you're playing the long game. And going too fast on a small hill has negative repercussions for later on in life. But if you take it easy at a gradual pace, a sustainable pace, it actually is just part of the whole journey and it doesn't rob the future self from it. So I'm like, why do I get so worked up? about little things with my kids, with my wife, with work, with somebody like cutting me off. And so I've just been like thinking of everything as like my little hill. Like, dude, this is inconsequential in the overall grand scheme of the ultra marathon of life. And so just keep moving, you know? And then I think the other thing that's been super essential, my wife kind of gave me this and I didn't process it until just um, at last night. And she's like, yeah, she was like, you know, maybe you didn't fight your demons because it's just like your toenails, you know, you're learning how to shed the unnecessary things and not be too upset about it. I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> that's real good. You know, um, so I'm just waiting for these two big toenails to fall off so I can get on with it. Who needs toenails, right? I don't know. I actually have no, like, they seem to serve very little purpose. My my mother-in-law was like, what's underneath that when it falls off? I'm like, a toe. <laughs> but I appreciate that, Josh. I, I had a similar experience with, and I'm not sure what it was, but I have to think that this dynamic that we've got here played a part in it, right? That you and I both came into these races expecting for things to get real dark like just a, just a total mental free-for-all and didn't play out that way in a way that it was it's like oh this is a way better way to do this because it's not like i feel like i missed out on that i expected it to happen i prepared for it to happen the fact that it didn't wasn't a bad thing it just i came out of it i think feeling more in control or like more 
I don't know if capable is the right word, but it was it was an interesting experience. And definitely one of the big takeaways for me as well. Yeah, Mike, you were about to jump in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's first off, Josh, your your crew beyond this is just amazing. And and I want to make sure that you tell them how grateful I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but all of us are in terms of, you know, your 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 mom and your dad and Laura. Um, you know, I didn't get to engage too much with your brother, uh, but and Billy, oh my God, Billy just like, what a, what a hoot. <laughs> and, but it was, so two big things for me on the takeaway was, and that was one of them. And, and I have, I have some friends who live in Colorado and I went into this thinking, you know, should I even consider, and I never even asked you guys, cause the answer was always no. Should I consider reaching out to one of my buddies who lives there to come pace for me? Right. Longest distance I've ever done. Um, and when I ran my 50 miler back in September, I could add a pacer, but it was in a town I didn't know. And I just didn't I just didn't really think about it. And I've kind of been thinking a lot lately about how a lot of my running journey has been surrounded with staying sober and a lot of it has been solo. Um, I don't go to meetings because it just doesn't fit well for me. And so I've just kind of been this solo guy. And it's interesting. I was thinking today in particular when I started running four years ago, it was to stay sober. It was kind of a mechanism for me to process whatever, the little things, the big things, you name it. And I realized, well, I didn't want to go to these group meetings, but then, you know, here I am, I'm alone and I'm finding myself solo. And so when I connected with you guys, I changed that whole paradigm. Like, I have this massive group of people that I run with now down here in Southern California. And I run with them because I wanted to be prepared to come run with you guys. And so I chose to not have a pacer and then watching your family and friends, Josh, just like step up to the plate, whether it was, you know, your dad lending us the van, Billy driving us around then being there, um, you know, I'll go, I'll go deep, man. Your dad's smacking me on the ass as I'm running out of gold camp one, trying to catch you. I was just like <laughs> caught off guard. <laughs> it was awesome. And so, you know, it, it's kind of been this solo venture to, for me up until I met you guys, you know, a few months back and we decided to go on this endeavor together. And, and so the second that that's the big thing is you don't have to go it alone. And, and that goes back to like all the, everything I've got going on right now is because I know you guys are going to like kick me in the ass um, or smack me. You're going to pat me on the back if I'm doing my shit right. And you're going to kick me in the ass if I'm dragging, you know, my ass. And so the other thing was, I'm remembering leaving America, the beautiful aid station, Tony, and, and the guys of us that, who ran the, the, the Saturday races, we remember this. There's that long stretch of, of, of concrete behind the main road, like, right. It's like the bike path. And, and to your point, Josh, it has a very slight incline the whole entire way. And I don't know, it, it's five miles. If it's one, you know, it's like, and then you make a turn and then you climb that really steep road that gets you back to the park. And at that point in time, I was, I was struggling to even, you know, it wasn't about pacing. I was struggling to run up that small incline bike path there. And I was, I would run, I'd, I'd run, jog, and then I'd walk, I'd run, jog, and I'd walk. And then, you know, as, 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 you know, you guys know, but like now the, the listeners will know. So like a lot of us ran a little bit of extra distance because of various things. I take full ownership. I did not have the map. 
and I missed a turn. I didn't take a wrong turn. Now I look back, I missed a turn. And here's what I learned from this in terms of, and this goes back to a combination of myself, my inner resilience, and then sometimes having friends that help you dig in and find that. It's there, but you often need it. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm at 40, when I'm sorry, when I'm at 67 miles of what should have been 64, and I realize that I'm like off course and Evan gets me on the phone with Jamil Corey, the race director, and he starts guiding me over the course of three phone calls, one of which got dropped. Um, I just made this decision that it was go time. You know, I was like four miles over at this point. I think I'm at 68 or whatever. And I'm like, I got to get back. I have to get back. And I look at this at life and in everything. I was struggling that little silly incline on that bike path, leaving gold camp. And here I am, it's dark. I got my headlamp on. I've never really run at night. I've not really done much night training. I'm at 67 miles of what should have been 64. And I just start digging deep and booking. And I came across the finish line with a 10 minute, 19 second mile with full breath, talking to the race director, explaining who I am, what's going on. And I have not lost that feeling since I finished that. And it's just carried with me that you guys were in my corner. I knew you cared about me. I knew you were worried about me. And I wanted to get back to you guys. I wanted to finish that race under my own you know, power. And I just keep like replaying that moment of coming across the finish line and going, wow, I was supposed to do 64 miles. I did 71. You know, 100 miles is only 29 more miles, man. And so like that, that has just stuck with me and you guys turned a switch for me. Uh, and, uh, and, and the GFI is still working and functioning properly. <laughs> and I am just so motivated to go pick my hundred miler. I'm so motivated to like bust out this year. And my entrepreneurial journey has really like, we're just taking off from the launch pad. And I owe so much of that to just knowing I had you guys in my corner. That's great stuff, Mike. I think Mike, the, <laughs> this is Pat. Um, and I'm going to steal a line from Evan, you know, in the, in the follow-up of you crossing that finish line. Um, we were just in awe of your attitude and your positivity during that, those moments when, we were worried and looking for you and, and immediately following, even though, you know, once we knew everything was fine and uh, you weren't mad, you weren't upset. You were just, you were just gleeful and joyful. I think you immediately recognized what you had just accomplished and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, and that's, that's something that will stick with me anyway. And I'm sure I'm seeing some head nods on the call here, uh, it was pretty spectacular. It's one of those moments, I think, you know, that that a short moment, but that will stay with us for a very long time. Yeah, there's enough anger, Mike, in our car driving around looking for you, for you. <laughs> like we were like, what the hell is that? Like uh, that was like, if I get on the race and there's no markings, we had we. It was really good for me to go through that anger. Like I dealt with my anger for you, so that when I got lost on the course the next day, it's like I've got nothing to be angry about. I got it all the night before. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is awesome 
And beyond that, I know everyone's thinking it, and I know uh, we're trying to go a little deep. I'm going to take the easy one here and say what sticks with me is like just the togetherness that we formed. And um, was it on, on Thursday night? Uh, so, right. So there are some races on Saturday. There are some races on Sunday. But on Thursday afternoon and through the evening, we each took turns um, to sit on the sit in the hot seat uh, and uh, and you know ask one another some some hard questions, some fun questions. Um, I think we really had a good mix of of serious and lightheartedness. Um, we had been on calls for eight weeks or so leading up to to meeting face-to-face, uh, -face, all of us together. Those hours spent in the hot seat and around the hot seat uh, stand out for me as forging something very unique, something um, very cherished, something long-lasting. Um, I think there's, it, it needs to be said that in today's society where um, you have, you know, alpha personalities, we're all entrepreneurs, we're all go-getters, um, we are all hunting and, and yearning for physical challenge, which makes us, in a sense, um, call it, call it alpha, call it um, people that don't uh, seed their position that that lightly, but there was just an enormous amount of beautiful vulnerability. There was no toxic masculinity. There was no facades, um, no theatrics, just wholesome conversation of human beings who happen to be men getting to know one another and getting to know what it is to become better uh, for ourselves and for others around us. And that, that has carried me through the week and I guarantee will carry me decades and a lifetime. And I, um, I know there will be more of such moments with this group, but this one as the first point of reference uh, is very, very meaningful for me. So thank you for that, all of you. I appreciate that. And uh, that has stood out as one of my favorite things about the weekend as well, like doing that. So, Evan, good idea. Thanks. That stands out to me as well. There's something about an intentional time with, you know, five other dudes who have spent time getting to know you over an eight-week period, asking you pointed questions, not to have any gotcha moments, but to like get to know you better and um, explore like what it is that makes you tick. So uh, I'm partially just piggybacking on, on what you said there, Pat. And then we had a short debrief too on Sunday, evening I believe it was if my days aren't getting mixed up here 
and I shared how meaningful it was to me. Like my wife and son flew out to Colorado. My my daughter stayed here in Georgia with my, my with my in-laws and they got to be there at the finish line, which the the way things fo- unfolded for this race for me was very uh, I'll say divine because it's just unexplainable in a sense of like the two extra miles on the course to finish my 50k like personal 50k before running into Kyle and then in like being so happy to find Kyle and then walking it in with him and then finding out later that my wife and son were only there for 10 minutes before I crossed the finish line so like any faster like if I would have kept on pace if I wouldn't have found Kyle if Kyle wouldn't have found me it would have like robbed me of the joy of finishing with my family there, which was like, was a really meaningful moment to me. So like, there are several things that just happened in that day that were out of my control that seem to be gifts in a way, uh, like unexplainable gifts, uh, which I was really, I'm really thankful for. And then I shared uh, with you guys on Sunday night, how meaningful it was for my wife and son to get to meet you in person. And I, I don't think that, you know, based on this group, I don't think that'll be the last time uh, that we, that they get to hang out with you guys, but particularly my son being around men of character and men who treat him like a little man, like every interaction with him, I was watching from the high fives to the taking of the Cheetos to asking him what is, if he had seen the nanes, which, which is what he calls horses outside. It's like all of those interactions, he, I, I think he felt respected and he was able to learn how to respect another man. And, and there's just something really important to me for those interactions. So I'm, I'm taking that away with me from the experience as a whole. Uh, Unrationed last year, I was surprised at how meaningful the things outside of the actual event were. Tony, Josh, and Billy, who you mentioned before there, went through the mountains. We did a 40-mile trek in two days, and then this year we did this this race. Both of these unrationed experiences so far have been surprised at where the meaning comes from, and it's not the experience itself. It's something surrounding it, which um is really cool and it has me looking at saying yes to experiences and looking around them for like the meaning uh like the meat if you will i don't have the right words for it in this moment but saying yes to something brings about unexpected uh circumstances that are real gifts so carrying those gifts with me Awesome. That is, I hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me that thing about your wife and son. I was worried about them. So I had talked to Grace and then like 45 minutes or an hour passed. I was like, why are they not here yet? Um, but it, yeah, that is awesome that they, you're taking your time a little bit or getting lost a little bit allowed that moment to happen. I got lost and all it did for me was 
make you all have to go home before I finish. And you got to my Chick-fil-A, my Chick-fil-A wasn't good anymore that Billy had brought me. So I will say Kyle really challenged me at the finish line for the for you and Mike, Tony. This is Evan again. I will say Kyle really challenged me when it came to waiting at the finish line. I was ready to bail because of the race the next day so early. <laughs> and 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 Kyle was like, dude, I'm here for the adventure. He's like, you go home. It was like but very kindly and legitimately being like, oh, if you want to go home, I'll drive you home. And then I'm coming back out here to the finish. <laughs> I can't go home while you're here waiting for them to fit. Like, of course, I'm going to stick around and finish. But it was like this internal battle. And I was like so ready to bail and not be there for you guys to finish, which I ended up we didn't even make it because we were driving around searching for Mike in the dark in the neighborhood. <laughs> But, but, but Kyle said this one thing, he said, I'm here for the adventure. And it was like, oh yeah, me too. Like nothing in, I'm not here so that I can wake up well rested for my race tomorrow. Like I'm, I'm here for the adventure. And what we got was an adventure that we couldn't have planned. Um, so I, I appreciated your attitude through all of that, Kyle. And like your, your willingness to just adventure, like whatever that meant. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was, we were in a bit of no man's land, you know, it was a, it was a weird sense to like sitting at the finish line at the time where Mike should have been there and then staying there for like an hour <laughs> freezing, you know, we weren't dressed for that. And like, um, yeah, it was kind of like, well, I'm already invested in this. Like I got to see what's going on here, you know? And so it was, that was a, I, for, I forgot all of that happened. Um, that's good. I, I think for me, I've already hinted at it. Like I, you know, there's so much I wish I could take back and redo on this, on, on the race part. Um, and I'm processing through some of those unwanted emotions, but I've, I've found that over time, I'm no longer harboring the, some of the negative stuff. And instead, like, I'm just overwhelmed with the gratitude and um, what I'm remembering is, like, the experiences you guys have been sharing, um, you know, and, 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 and an overwhelming sense of, like, I, I'm walking away, like, before this race, I was 99% confident, like, this the challenge will be hitting my goal. That was, that was what I was prepared to challenge myself with. And, and post race, I've never confronted like quitting as closely as I did than this experience like that, that I did wrestle demons by myself, you know, up there. Like I, I was ready to stop. Um, and so that to me is like, while I, while I am frustrated and, uh, like upset about some of the the outcomes of my performance i am incredibly proud that like i i didn't give into that you know and and then also grateful evan like it did feel divine like i needed to see your smiling face come around this corner and pick literally pick me up off the ground and like let's let's walk this thing in you know and so i'm, I'm just extremely grateful for that uh, 
you know, I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I, I may not have ever gotten up from that little underneath that little shaded tree, you know. Um, and so it was uh, I, I'm, I'm carrying a lot of that. I think the, those are the things those are the lessons that I'm walking away with is like. Um, you know, plans can like just get blown up so quickly and then what are you left with like and there is something for some mental fortitude but there's a lot for who you're doing this with and who you've who you've invested in in life and who's going to be willing to to walk the last couple of miles you know with you when they could have just easily kept cruising you know um so they yeah i'm i'm obviously i'm Sounds like I'm still processing a lot of that, but um, I would say like an overwhelming sense of gratitude for the experience and specifically for the relationships I have, you know, in my, in my, in my work, like I work closely with people who there are times where there's some vulnerability and there's, there's a lot of trust, but I find that a lot of my relationships are unmatched by the types of like conversations and experience that we've had here in the last eight weeks. And so it, it is, it is something pretty, pretty special um, that we've shared. And I'm just, yeah, super grateful for that. Um, yeah. The thing about the planes blowing up is uh, it's interesting to see that theme coming up and how it did in in the different races for for most of us and like how we dealt with it in different ways where i mean Kyle by the end i i felt a lot like you felt <laughs> i was like yes yeah, for me i was like i felt so good about the 100k and then i still blew up which was my number one goal was don't blow up and then I still blew up and then I was still like, I'm walking through the dark and it's 11 o'clock and I really can't move anymore. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, a lot of lessons in that. Um, anybody else have any uh, burning insights or, or things they want to throw out there about the the race experience. Cool. Um, we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about next. Um, and so Evan, Josh, and I had the chance to talk on Thursday for a while. We got a solid 90 minute session in, which is pretty good. It's hard to get Josh for more than like 30 minutes at a time. So that was awesome. But um, we've been super grateful for the three of you guys being up for, for joining us on this, where, you know, we've been working on this stuff for well over a year, having these conversations, finding ways to, to support one another, to challenge one another, uh, to, to build our relationships. Um, 
and so to have to like bring the three of you in and go through this stuff together and to have it all work as seamlessly as it has and effectively like it's it to be honest with you i'm blown away by it i mean i know i'd love to say that that's how it was designed um i'm pretty amazed that was it was awesome but um you know we we have come away from it you know saying okay so yeah now what now what are we gonna how are we gonna build on this and i had the idea of a 10-year mastermind where we commit to a decade of weekly <laughs> calls and quarterly masogis. Um, and my friends talked me down off the ledge and they said, maybe we start with a quarter. You know, maybe, maybe we chill on the 10 years and we just, you know, try something a little more, more manageable. So what we're thinking and frankly, like we're, we want to work out the details on this over the next week or two, really. Um, but we wanted to, to bring you guys in on what we're thinking now, which basic structure, we're thinking a quarterly mastermind and using that idea of mastermind as as this group of individuals who are coming together with the idea that we are greater than the sum of our parts. Right. And so we're, we're building relationships that can be beneficial personally, professionally. Um, and then for what we've been doing, you know, this, this physical aspect as well. So the way we're thinking about it is that the structure will look something like what we're doing here um, with regular touch points, regular conversations, um, a little more structure around goal setting. Uh, and basically like we're use the OKR framework, um, which Josh has been like steeped in over the last several years and he got me on and it's been really helpful for me. Um, you bring in some other people for guided sessions or workshops uh, to help us bulk up on certain things and you know, have it all culminate in something toward the back half of October I think what we're aiming for is like as what we've circled on the calendar is like August through October. Um, and what that thing on the back half is not quite sure. It could be a race, could be something a little wilder. Um, we've started the, the research on it, but um, Mike, I know you've got, we know you've got, your next race on that second weekend in October. So we've, we've identified that and would be looking to push it beyond that. But um, that's the basic structure of what we've got in mind. 
So it's something more robust, something um, where we'd be, we're expecting we'll double the size of this group probably uh, for that. Um, Evan, Josh, are there details, things I've uh, I failed to mention? Yeah, I think I just, um, when we were chatting, well, I guess two things. This was super impactful for me um, that my brother, my mom, my dad, and my wife all independently and like made it a point to talk, to talk about how impressed they were with the five of you and just like how thoughtful and kind and caring. And I, I texted this to Pat. I think they, they spent the most time maybe with Pat, but and they just they're like, that dude was a joyful and very present human being. And so you think about that and how does that feed into like, how do we learn from what happened? And Evan said this on our call the other day. He's like, sometimes there's a temptation to like engineer these things, which robs and stunts the integration coming home. So we're very mindful of that because this could very quickly turn into something that is toxically masculine, that is kind of like douchey and engineered and not organic and putting on facades. So we're fighting like hell to make sure that that doesn't happen. So even when we come into these things slow, it's because we need the people who are there that made this organic thing happen to inject different thought processes on how to make it even better. So what we did was we started talking about what do we want to have happen on the other side of these things, especially this next quarter. And so kind of four things that came to mind were, right, we want all of our partners or our kids or the people in our direct and immediate networks to say, damn, these people are more present and joyful, right? So how do we engineer something that over the next three months that happens because we're working on it, it's, we're mindful of it. The second thing is it's a longer buildup to something that is on the books, that is a Masogi, that is going to be hard, that is going to probably be a little bit wilder, right? What that is, that destination, we don't, or milestone, moment, threshold, it's not a, it's, it's not an end point. Um, the third one is we want to make sure we have tangible results that we're all aware of, that we're all pursuing together in our entrepreneurial journey. This is not something that like, Hey, we want, we want Mike to coast. No, we want to tell Mike that, yo, bro, you're in the maintenance yard, um, get to work. And that, that accountability is going to help us do great things together from our business career. Um, right. And we don't want it to just be results. We want it to be tactics and strategies as well. So how do we have that mastermind to forge those together? Um, and then the fourth one, just all of us being like kind of open about it. We want you to be ready and interested to be a coach or take a more active role in Unration in some way, shape, or form. We don't know what that looks like, but the caliber of dudes that we have right now with, it's just, yeah, man, eight weeks to forge what I feel are some of the closest relationships in my life where I know more about, you know, you dudes. So, you know, those were the, the four like major bullet points that is kind of what we're reverse engineering to accomplish, um, you know, with this larger group. I don't have anything to add to that. I feel like you covered it.
solid. Those four points I've written down in front of me here and somewhere else from our meeting the other day, and they seem spot on. Uh, they, they, they cover a, a lot that I could talk about in more detail, uh, but I don't know that that's necessary in this moment. I, I just, as I was, apologize, as I was trying to juggle my calendar and, and Tony, I'll send it to you because it's, it's pretty, October is looking pretty stacked. There's one week, but something hit me as you were talking, Josh. And I just want to say that this is like from a interest aspect of things, like of thinking of the mind of somebody, you know, kind of going back to like, and I can't even remember what like Tony hooked me with, you know, like what it was that we like connected and started talking. I just know we had a very thoughtful and I really enjoyed the first Zoom call that I had with him. Um, but when you said like, and I'm assuming this is kind of what you're going to, what, what Evan, your, your amazing editors are going to try to build out of all of that epic footage. And I promise you in the next few days, you will get a drop or a Google drive for me with a bunch of stuff. Um, I had to buy another piece of equipment to make my 360 process a little quicker, but something that stuck with me that I think will hook in a good way. And I mean this in the most sincere way and hopefully hook the right people is to see these people come out of this on the other side just more joyful and and more purposeful like and and just like i and i truly believe and and i echo what you said pat about the those that little talking session we had and i think however you guys planned that to have that as a group session was phenomenal and to have it allow it to be popcorny i, I think you're right and i think it, when when people see what you what your editors finish with that that, that just hit me as you were talking, Josh. I was like, that's what people are looking for. People are looking to build authentic relationships in a space that is safe to build an authentic relationship, but that is also serving both mentally, physically, and spiritually, um, and to just feel like it's okay to be yourself and have more purpose in life with people who think like that. That just like really, really, really resonated with me when you said that. And I was like, that's, that's the golden ticket. Like that's the golden ticket right there. Hmm. <clears throat> I meant to tell you guys, my parents are both now signed up for a trail half marathon. <laughs> That is epic. They just, it was contagious, dude. You guys were contagious. That is crazy. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? <laughs> that is thing, like we could ever ask for. My parents, That's the tagline at the end. Like, <laughs> super have they cool. ever, have they run much at all or? Yeah, my, my mom's got, so this is like what's super cool. Like my dad's like, he's not happy with where he's at, like overweight, like his relationship with food. My mom has RA, so her joints are hurting, but like something flipped watching you guys. And they're like, why am I letting this dictate my life? You know? And so committed, I got my sister, my two sisters, my brother-in-law, my mom and dad all signed up for this trail in uh, uh, St. Louis. And it, this weekend put my parents over the edge, man. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. My uh, that is amazing. 
I got home and uh, my wife this week went and bought a new pair of running shoes. She's been running every day and she's like, Hey, for your big Ben trip, like I'll run with you. Like, she's like, I'm not doing 50, but like, I'll do another one. And I'm like, okay, let's go. It's, it's been really, really cool. That's so, and Seville, oh man, this is so good. It's really interesting. Well, my, my wife is not back in town yet, but like if, if I call you up and tell you my wife bought a pair of running shoes and she wants to go on a jog with me, that will be like the, that, that will be the geez. <laughs> but uh, I, I will say like she, she has, she and the kids have been checking in. They, um they actually, they had a trip that got planned after I committed to this and it was a postponed houseboat trip with some other family friends um, and their service has been spotty, but they have been, they have been checking in um and uh root me on and uh it was really really heartwarming to feel that and experience that and and a little preemptively though but like to talk about how contagious and this is why once again like what people are looking for after that trip to costa rica there was a guy there's a couple guys down there who actually cared about their bodies and i could tell and they were like sort of kind of you know working and talking with me about stuff but there's this one guy who's there uh, his name is Tony. I've known him for a few years. And he's like, I would describe him as like, he's he's kind of a bigger guy, thicker kind of guy. And he sent me a text. I think it was like a week or two before I left for the race. And he was like, hey, can you give me some running shoe advice? And I was like, absolutely not, because I'm not an expert. But my friend Carrie owns a Fleet Feet. I go, can you meet me down there? And he was like, yeah. He sends me a text of a picture of him from like a year and a half ago. He's single. And this was like, he was like, this is right after you know, my last relationship, you know, went south. And what do you do when that happens? You go out and you take really good care of yourself. And he's like, he's just ripped, man. And now he's like, and I'm just tired of being like this. So it, it it's contagious. It is really contagious when you do hard things and you do them with a smile and you do them as a, as a group and people see, and this goes back to Joshua. So what resonated with me is people are looking for more joy in their lives and most of them need a little inspiration and i think what we did over that weekend documented will show that inspiration so i'm I'm on board man beautifully said um scott kyle are you in or am i going to be the swing vote am i I want to know where you're going to land anyway. I'm but, in, baby. Uh, Come on. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're doing this. I spent most of my afternoon today looking at flights um, from the uh, Liberia airport to make sure that I can get to most places uh, in the Canadian Rockies and wherever you guys decide that the next event is going to be in the States. Um, I'm in. Like, there's... Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I, uh, and if you if you don't want me, and I will hunt you, I will find you. I will. <laughs> I will find out where this is happening, and I'm showing up <laughs> with five bags worth of Chick Fil A. Uh, I would say for me, um, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like the idea of coming home blew me. Like. I was a little nervous. Like, I didn't know what I was walking back into. The week before uh, we left, things got a little tense here at home. I didn't realize it uh, to the extent that it was. But 
we had just spent the week like with my parents, my family, which to me is great for my wife. It's like a week with her in-law. She's like, Oh my God. You know, like I, I forget that every year we do this annually. And, um, so it takes her time to reacclimate. Um, but coming home, like the support I've gotten at home has been incredible. Uh, just not, not only here like with my wife, but, um, with the close friends and the the other family and people at church and just like our community. Um, it's been really, really cool to, to experience and the interest people have taken not only into the race, but like into this group and into this experience that we've had. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I say all that to say, like, I, I would have been nervous, like saying to my wife, Hey, I'm doing this again you know, because, um, pre, pre, pre this experience, I think I would have been nervous because of like, what is that going to cost, cost her, you know, um, another week away or whatever it is uh, here home with the kids. But, um, but since this race, I think like she, she would be like, you're gonna, you're gonna do this. You know, I don't want to speak for her, but that's, that's how I feel right now. And so, yeah, all that to say is like, let me know. Well, where are we going? Let's go. I'm in. About that, uh, Kyle, my wife's like, what's next for you guys? Like this group stayed together, right? Like it was almost like, like the thought of it, not doing something else. It was like a, a sense of loss before I even got a word out of my mouth. <laughs> it was pretty cute. Cool. Exciting stuff. Um, oh, we'll we'll loop you guys in on the. I mean, really, like figuring out what that that live component's going to be. Like that's uh, so we'll be this week. We'll be putting shape around everything and seeing about getting something on the calendar. But um, that's exciting. And I appreciate what y'all are saying about your families. I would have, Kyle, I would have had a similar concern as well, to be honest with you, after leaving Seville for five days. But um, yeah, it's it's been really beautiful to, to like see it unfold differently. Um, yeah. Frankly, at some point, we're going to have to figure out how to get families involved. Yeah, like that's that might be kind of fun at some point, but um, how do you want to dismount on this one, Evan? Should we just have Josh Howell? Thank you for listening to the Unrationed Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Unrationed or our monthly accountability group, Wild32, you can go see us at www.unrationed.com. How'd I do, Evan, on talking us out? This is great, except I'll need to get Unrationed set up before this one publishes. Yeah, it was Unrationed. forcing function, yeah. <laughs> I, that's great. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. By design, Watson. That that yeah, one was. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's time to make the jump on the website. It is. Yeah.
Thanks for doing this, guys. Appreciate you.